Failure is not an option. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. TGIF indeed. I'm Gary Manson. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Happy to have you with us and happy once again as we do just about every Friday. We have the opportunity to work with bad boy Benny Mathers at the board, our producer. Benny, how are you today? Doing very well, kids. And... Yep, Seahawks got their first preseason uh, game, number one, out of the way, and a W for that. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm I'm following it so closely. I, I could I tell. I could totally tell. I didn't know that they played. So I could totally tell. I'm maybe all over ne- football this year. Yeah, maybe we can catch up next time. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, we certainly wish them well. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, Suzanne, I, I'm not quite ready for it to be football season. I can I associate it so much with the fall and even the start of winter, of course, and, uh, and it's here ninety five degrees outside with humidity like a sauna. But yeah. I'm not thinking football, and I feel sorry for anybody that comes down to Florida to play. We're under a heat dome. Yeah. Our friends in Seattle know what what that is like from a few years ago. My goodness! So here we are. We have an opportunity. This is going to be visit number four, three. This is the third one. Yes. Sure. Okay. You're the keeper of the data. So I, I, I trust have you the on data. It's, it's all locked in. Don't here. go against her, Gary. Don't go against her. You know, <laughs> you can't, right. you can't that, do that. <laughs> that could be fatal. <laughs> Mark Mancola is with us today. We're going to talk about an Eastern perspective on Western problems, Western living. And the, I'm always curious about how the twain shall meet when we talk about East and West. That's an age-old dilemma, and we're going to get into some of that, as well as other things that our listeners may find beneficial. Suzanne, why don't you do the honors? Mark Mincola, PhD, is a nutritional therapist, author of multiple best-selling books, executive producer, and quantum energy healer who has transformed the lives of more than 60,000 patients. Dr. Mancola has integrated ancient Chinese energy healing techniques with nutritional science and what he calls electromagnetic muscle testing, an approach that identifies each individual's unique needs. This is Mark's third time on Manson Mitchell, first time in 2021 when his book came out, The Way of Miracles, Accessing Your Superconsciousness, and once again last year in 2022. So three years in a row, we we definitely want to keep up with what it is that Mark Mincola is up to these days. Welcome to Manson Mitchell, Mark Mincola. Thanks for having me on. Good to be here again. As Gary said at the start of the show, we wanted to talk about some of these ancient Chinese ways. You've blended that ancient Chinese uh, philosophies and ways of doing things along with some Western nutritional information to have kind of a unique blend about, about uh, what, what really is a miracle. And as this is not your first time with us, and we've talked about in the past about uh, your own recovery, your own healing of yourself and various aspects. We thought we'd dive into some things we didn't talk about before and one of the things that interests Gary, and I guess we may as well start there as well as anywhere else, and that's the idea of Wu Wei. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that, and we'll we'll go into the deep end of the pool. Well, the first book I've, I've written eight books. I'm working on book number eight. It's like right now. I'm working on number eight. The number one book was actually called the Wu Wei, titled the Wu Wei, and I I titled it the Wu Wei because kind of studying Taoist medicine, Taoist healing. And Taoist healing is ancient Chinese medicine that basically uses energy called qi, life force. Qi is used in martial arts and it's used in healing arts as well. Qi is the key, the key factor to life, wellness, good health, and death. When you don't have qi, there's no longer life. So the whole whole focus is make sure you enhance your qi, your life force, the energy in your body, in 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 your being, your thoughts and your cells are both really, really importantly focused on it. They cultivating 
life force and chi. So the idea that Wu Wei was the title for good reason, because Wu Wei is, is representative of this the system that is the universal way of things. You know, the, like for example, whenever 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 the, you whenever you try to push the river, the river goes around. So the, the, there's 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 energy all over the, the great world that we live in, the great universe that we live in. And the energy actually defines itself, defines its own staples, defines its own margins, its own limitless and, and limitless and, and limitlessness. So everything in the and everything that's energy based, it determines its own fate from an energetic perspective. The Wu Wei is Wu Wei is kind of like the laws of that. It, it, it's like saying that yeah, when you're when you're truly practicing Taoist medicine, you're practicing Wu Wei. Wu Wei. Wu Wei is W W E I. It's spelled W W E I. Wu Wei. And that's that's representative of the idea that there is a natural way of things that you're actually surrendering to. You're not kind of out you're not kind of you're better than that. You're just you're observing nature, you're observing the way it works, you're observing how how the um different facets of life on, on, a, on a material planet, on a, on a material based planet for affecting itself. So the idea that when it's cold, when it's cold outside produces Snow and it produces ice. You guys get a lot of that where you are. And when it's when it's warm, it produces greater greater comfort, and, and it regulates itself with cold and with warm and moisture. And, and the, the tolerance for these things is actually representative of our, our ability to adapt and shift and, and adjust to the to the way of to the way of things. The, the, the Chinese call it the way of things. The way of things. There's a way of everything. There's a way of there's a way of nature. A way of life. And all the different ways of life are to be determined by observation. Observation. You observe them, and you can work better. You, you can create better medicines. You can create better healing effects. You can create better, better energy. You can create better, better living, better life by by paying attention to the, to the way of energy in the in the, in the universe. I'm not trying to go against it. I'm not trying to be bigger than that. I'm not trying to be more powerful. Our our tendency here in the West is to be bigger and better than energy. To, to be to be out do it to to, to outperform it. Now again, we, we we do things like I think medicine is a classic example. I just had a patient in this morning. I actually had um, she was on statin drugs for, for high cholesterol. Statin drugs produce a seriously problematic toxic effect in her liver. The statin drugs were lowering her cholesterol, but they're making her liver inflamed. So when you think about a medicine, medicines all have a lot of side effects. The good news is medicine will take care of one, one thing and it'll create two other things that are problematic and on the way. The idea is that nature says, look, it's better off to not eat a lot of fatty food, too much spicy food, too much fried food, stuff like that. And your liver will be much happier that way. You won't produce cholesterol. Prevent cholesterol. You'll prevent fatty tissue buildup. You'll prevent uh, obst obstructions in your arteries and veins. Eating properly vegetables and lean proteins and stuff like that, you'll, you'll, your body will perform better. So by observing the way of nature, food, with diet, you can prevent disease, prevent disaster. And this poor woman actually got sicker than it can be on statin drugs. So the, the good news is the lowered her cholesterol. The bad news is it almost killed her. So that, that's, that's a good example of observing the Wu Wei. This East versus West dichotomy has always fascinated me, Mark, because it seems like there are two fundamentally different approaches to life. In America, there's no philosophy more popular than pragmatism. We're going to get it done. We're going to get our resources together, assemble some people, and we're going to knock out this project. Whereas in ancient China, for example, the, the philosophy of Taoism, before it became burdened with a, a lot of um, a lot of gods that may or may not exist, I tend to think they do not, it, it was a philosophical kind of Taoism. There, it, it, the magical practices came much later. But in China, they developed this philosophy in order to understand life mainly through observation. And by looking at the way life works, the way it works, we're able to follow patterns. We observe and then we follow those because that puts us in harmony with life. Typically in America, it doesn't seem that way. Or am I looking at it wrong? You're looking at it right. This is a perfect description, actually, to be honest. With you. It's very good. I think that we're, we're, we're thinking in terms of 
um, preserving, like you said, the the, the mechanisms. They're, they're invisible. They're, there's no there's no sensories. There's no five, there's no five senses involved. So you're looking at mechanisms that are unseen. A mechanism that's like gravity. Gravity is a great example of an unseen mechanism that's that's representative of the, the beauty of the beauty of Wu Wei. So unseen mechanisms create gravity. They create um, changes in the universe and in the world with, with things like weather, things like um, our body, like I said, our, our arteries, our heart, our kidneys, our, our lungs, our liver, the things that affect them that, that we can prevent if we get good at observing. We know how to prevent. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of the work we do is to teach people specific things about prevention of certain certain food food-related problems. I mean, again, if somebody eats a lot of sugar, the, the pancreas goes haywire. And pancreatic cancer is like one of the worst things in the world you could ever contend with. Pancreatic cancer, I mean, from the time you diagnose the time you die is about a month. So, I mean, nice. people have had patients that don't even, didn't even know they had cancer. They're asympt totally asymptomatic. And they just died four weeks later. That, that's, that's the power of pancreatic cancer. And again, somebody eats a lot of starch, white rice, a lot of bread, a lot of pasta. You know, if you look up the word starch in the dictionary, it'll say sugar. So those are all sugars. They're different kinds of sugars, but they're still sugars. So you can either eat the real sugar, or you can eat pasta or rice or something like that, cereal, bagels. Too much starch is going to actually put a burden of your a burden on your pancreas. Your pancreas has to has to benefit from higher levels of insulin. Insulin has to transport these things. It provides it takes the immediate energy usage because that's that's called anaerobic glycolysis. Anaerobic glycolysis is how your body takes energy from starches, carbohydrates. Fuel burns that fuel as energy. And it takes what's left over and it stores it as stored fat. That overworks the pancreas, it overworks the liver, gallbladder. Again, you're eating too, too much starch, you're running, you're, you're not following, you're not you're not observing nature. You're not following the, you're not following the game plan. So you can prevent that that horrible disease. You can prevent any of those those powerful diseases. We just that we just highlighted by by not overeating starch, not overeating sugar. I wanted to uh, read a, a quick paragraph from your book here, "The Way of Miracles." On page one twenty nine, you talk about detachment. You say there's an ancient Chinese saying that suggests that the best way to clear muddy water is to leave it alone. This is the way of ease. When you have a conflict or problem that's part of a spiritual lesson, do you have the strength to simply leave it alone? We're programmed in this culture to exercise the willpower of our ego and to assert ourselves over our problems with force. The detachment that produces ease demands that we channel our problem solving through faith and surrender with total confidence in the way of things. By elevating our consciousness, we put ourselves in position to allow for the universe to solve problems from within a higher dimension. I, I like the idea of the detachment because I, I feel like whenever a problem presents itself, we start running around like chickens with our heads cut off to figure out how we're going to solve it. We don't take the time to just let it be and and work itself out and how many times without our doing anything have problems just work themselves out i i have i'm i'm fond of telling people you know there's a beginning and a middle and an end to everything and this is also going to be over at some point but it's it's this scrambling around to try and do something, try and fix it, try and intervene, try and you know assert ourselves over the uh, the solution. I've got the solution. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this, and and it's the idea that we don't just allow the universe to unfold in the way it was intended, rather than our our running around trying to fix things all the time. Well said, very well said. And the other thing is too, I think that you know, tend to we tend to want to empower ourselves in ways that are not natural, in ways that we're not really we're we're just inclined to make ourselves create an image of, of greater power of itself than than we really have. And a lot of what we are is is we're, we're a lot of what we are is we're part of nature. We're, we tend to separate ourselves 
is not being part of nature. We, we compete with it. But in point of fact, we are we are nature. We are, I always say when you talk about the universe, the universe isn't a, it's not a place. It's not a dimension. The universe is not like a galaxy. The universe is, is us. We're, we are the universe. We are the universe. So I think the, the objective there is to understand that you're, you're off to cooperate with, with what you are and who you are in point of and, and true identity self. Not, not to get off on, on too uh, wide a subject, and I, I should wait for the break, but I was curious that The Way of Miracles was made into a movie. What, was that movie done after the book came out? It came out, it came out within two weeks of each other. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. The movie's in 153 countries. Okay. It's, it's really it's, it's amazing. The movie's done so exceptionally. It's done great. But the movie, and, the movie, the movie, and the book are fairly, fairly closely tied in. Uh, they're, they're aligned, they're, right? And and also, you're doing classes on the way of miracles as yeah, well. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Right. Starting September, we'll start, we're starting our third, our third session. Remember on, on the 18th. And, and what is it when, when you're talking to people about this? What is it that? What kind of shift are you trying to make in people's thinking? when you are teaching the way of miracles to your classes, what, what is it that needs to move in order to have a different way, a different perspective of looking at, at, at life? There's four, there's four options with, with miracles. We can accept, we can reject, rather. We reject, we can accept, we can expect, or we can create. You know, say that again. Reject miracles, the concept of miracles. We can accept them, we can expect them, we can create them. All different, based on based on your 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 involvement. How involved? How close do you feel to nature? How close do you feel being empowered by nature? How how, how good a surrenderer are you? Are you good at surrendering nature in a way that actually that has really empowered you in exceptional ways? I think the key is this: there's a payoff, there's a big payoff, because if you if you reject miracles, there's just no there's no benefit. If you accept them, that's the beginning. If you expect them, then you're getting closer, you're getting more. To create them is taking an impactful approach to, to being the being the miracle and being the being being the being the universe that you are to, to create the miracle. I think when you create the miracle as as part of the universe, you benefit immeasurably. You, you get you get nothing but benefit. You get healthier. You get wiser. You get stronger. You get a lot of a lot of positive feedback. A lot of positive re- reinforcement. Good stuff. Good stuff happens to you when you work with the universe. Is that the definition of a miracle? The definition of a miracle is actually an exceptional event uh, that is of an unseen nature. Um, and some, 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 some definitions refer to miracles as something that's created by the divine. I, I, don't, I leave that part out. I think miracles are just um, natural results, natural results, nature creating its its own rhythm, its own rhythm and flow. There's the, the new book that I'm writing right now. It's called, um, it's, it's about flow, the idea of flow. Flow is, is the key to, to, to nature and to working with the universe, working with the Tao of Chi and working with the idea that you can actually benefit. You get healthier, you get healthier, you get stronger, you get wiser, you get all the benefits, the greatest benefits. People, people are going to, they're going to college to get wiser, to have a better life. They're going to, to prep schools when they're younger to get wiser, to have a great life. They're making all kinds of inroads toward improving their life quality. There's nothing greater you can you can cultivate to have a greater life and a better life experience than, than chi. Like, I think chi is the I wanted to go back to this this concept of miracles. I think a lot of that is tied into human perception, Mark, because... Uh, as I said to someone one time, I had heard a sermon, a, a Sunday sermon, and the minister said there are no miracles. And he wasn't going downbeat, though I think he might have confused a few people. <laughs> but it was uh, suggested to me that it's not right to say there are no miracles there. And my response was, if you look at it from the standpoint of human perception, these uh, unexpected advances, things that are healing, things that take us to where we didn't think we would be able to go. We call it miraculous, but looked at another way in the universe of spirit. That's just another day at the office for God. That's, that's, that's a super point, a great point. And I think that the, the, the key is this. 
material, there's two, two aspects, is matter and energy, energy and matter. There's spirituality, there's ego. I think when you're dealing in, in, in areas of energy, spirituality, there's limitless possibilities for miracles, limitless. That, that, it's, all, it's perfectly natural there. In other words, I've had so many patients, I've had so many patients recover miraculously, stage four cancers and stuff. I, I mean, as recently as yesterday. I mean, to have that happen, there's something different going on. There's there's more of a spirituality, more of a, I, I, I refer to it as having to identify your eye, identify, identifying your eye, your ego and your soul. Soul makes miracles. Your ego can't. Material, material stuff. Ego can't, ego can't make miracles. Ego doesn't have the power to make miracles. It doesn't work, doesn't work there. Your, your spirit does. Your, your, your soul does. Higher self does. Higher frequencies that are represented on you. And when you think about frequencies, the, the human condition produces a lot of different frequencies. But when you produce frequencies that are much higher, much more refined, there's, there's a greater capability to produce miracles, to create miracles, make miracles happen. You can't make miracles in your, through your ego. That's, that's, that doesn't, doesn't cut it. You don't, have, you don't have the punch. And how do you get into that higher frequency where miracles can happen? Um, higher frequencies can be, can be cultivated through meditations, uh, through, there's just different, I mean, there's just different, different forms of meditation. Uh, when we talk about frequencies that are like delta or theta based, most people meditate in the alpha alpha range. Alpha range is like two to thirteen. So that that's cycles per second. But that's a different range. That that's like a that's like a nice meditative relaxation range. But I'm the I don't think I'm the not a miracle range, not a miracle range. Talk about theta and delta. Those are different stories. Theta and delta are much much higher, much more refined, much lower lower frequencies, higher vibrations, higher higher. Okay. And you can you can and you you practice you practice things like. Delta the brainwave meditation, which I I got in my book. If you practice the delta and the theta meditations, you're going much deeper. You're going much, much deeper, much deeper. I think that's those are the ranges where you can empower yourself to actually produce miracles. That's where that's where magic happens. That's where good stuff happens. You got to go to go to got to go go to where it is. Mm -hmm. Not going to come to you. We got to go to it. I, I I've often said that um, you know a doctor can't heal you. Your body heals yourself. It, itself the the body is designed to heal and i think where we get in the way is what you were pointing out earlier about what it is that we're eating what it is that we're drinking what we're putting into the body which is either going to help it to thrive or it's going to break it down yes, yes. but um but as far as the healing part goes Everything that I've ever had in the past is always healed up. So yeah. is the body 70, just designed to heal? 70% of all disease is self-limiting. Meaning what? Meaning if you leave them alone, they go away. Ah. I mean, like, like think, think of a head cold. That's a good way to think of it. Head cold. You get yeah. a head cold. You, know, you don't take your vitamin C. You don't take anything. You just, you just wait it out. Eventually, it's gone. Right. Most 70, 75% of all viruses are self-limiting. Same, same as same as the head cold. Here's your symptoms of sneezing, coughing, feeling tired, burned out. It goes. You just just hang around long enough, it'll go. I mean, not hundred percent, but it's it still brings up a point right. that a vast majority of sicknesses are self limiting. Intervention isn't needed that often. Three three out of ten times, maybe. Yeah, that's right. And we just don't know which three. <laughs> <laughs> that's the challenge. <laughs> Exactly. Let's go ahead and take our break. We're at the bottom of the hour. We'll take our one and only break of this hour. We're talking with Mark Mincola. He has a lot of very, very interesting and helpful things to say about the Eastern philosophy of wellness. And he keeps that as uh, like the North Star. He's interested in wellness as a concept. He's interested in your wellness, as a matter of fact. We'll get more into the conceptual framework and all of his works. He's got several books out, working on another one. This is an endlessly productive gentleman we're interviewing today. Give us a couple of minutes and we will be right back. We're Manson Mitchell, and this is AM 1150 in Seattle. 
Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is manceandmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Mark Mincola, author of The Way of Miracles, to discuss ways of accessing your super consciousness to generate miracles in your life. On Saturday, Joey Medea, author, actor, director, and storyteller, talks about one of the most notorious crimes in U.S. history, the Tate LaBianca murders. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Mark Mincola. Mark, if people, you said you're, you've got eight books out there. If people want to find out about the things you've written having a lot to do with uh, health, wellness, and also uh, ancient philosophies. Where's the best place for them to go? Your website, uh, any classes you're having, anything else you'd like to tell our listeners so that they can connect and find out more about you? Sure, they can actually go to markmincola.com, markmincola, M-A-R-K-M-I-N-C-O-L-L-A. That's probably a good catch-all for everything. And you're right, we're doing some classes. I've done several sessions. We're doing a session starting again in September where I teach my whole system. It's a lot, there's a lot of energy work, a lot of muscle testing, a lot of energy work. The energy work is incredible. We can pinpoint by, by, by testing energy, you can pinpoint bacteria, germs, viruses, where they are, how bad they are, one to 10, uh, what we can take to make them go away. Uh, we, we test natural medicines, we test everything in a natural, energetic, proper format. We teach you teaching that in our, in our sessions. We're teaching it, the, the students in our classes how to how to better carry out the energy work. They teach them basic Chinese medicine, teach them energy medicine, and quantum physics. Excellent. I'm going to spell that one more time. MarkMincola.com is M A R K M I N C O L A C O L L A dot com, and you will find everything that you want to about our guest today. I wanted to read another uh, paragraph from your book and, and ask you about it. And this has to do with purpose from page 116. You say there's a powerful release of energy that comes from the pain that forces us to feel. Many of us are subconsciously attracted to circumstances and people we know will present us with the most painful karmic challenges. Such a perilous attraction can ultimately force us to get in touch with the kind of intense emotion that will empower us to move beyond them. This serves us by making us formidable in the end, or as the German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche eloquently stated, that which does not kill us makes us stronger. We have talked about Nietzsche's philosophy before, that which does not kill us make us stronger. 
this idea of attracting karmic challenges to overcome is something else that we've we've talked about and been a little bit curious about you know we we would we would hope we that we could just come into this life with rainbows and unicorns and everything would be nice until the end but sincerely that does not seem to be what we're here to do we're here to do some kind of work to expand our soul's growth to uh, learn things to overcome things and it was interesting that you said that we will attract those challenges that we need to overcome and i i'm i'm just like oh my gosh i mean you don't want to think that's why we're here you know it's important to think i i always like to tune into the tai chi circle you know the tai, tai chi circle the yin and yang sun circle yes yin and yang circle it's dark on one side light on the other so it's like black and white right representative of, of the, the mutual compatibility of opposition the mutual compatibility of opposition is what this is all about you know the bad stuff isn't what you want to run and hide from. you don't want to run and hide from the bad stuff and you don't want to run into the good stuff and i think people when they're addicted to alcohol and drugs and stuff like that they're, they're showing a, a soft philosophical process where they're, they're drawn to the good stuff they want to, they want to be happy and buzzed all the time when it comes to the bad stuff you want to stay away from that that's 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 not good we don't like that that's not, right. We're here for just the opposite. We're here to actually blend the yin and the yang. We're here to blend the, the tai chi circle. The, 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 without, if you just focus on the, the light side of the circle, you don't get wholeness. You get happiness. The goal is wholeness. The, the whole goal is that the life is wholeness. Wholeness is the thing to master wholeness. That's this deal. So you're right. You're right. I think it's important to, to tap into the fact that the pain and the suffering are part of the healing. You know, they're not separate. They're part of it. You can't separate any of them. Yeah, and I don't know of a person uh, alive today that doesn't have challenges. Everybody has them in some area. Some things you're better at, you know, some things are more challenging, but everybody has a set of things that they're working with. And and to think that we attracted that in some fashion to work out karma is... Uh, is um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. Like, don't fight it. It's part. It's part of the medicine. Yeah, it's the medicine. Yeah. The kar karma, the pain, the suffering, and the learning—that's all part of the medicine. Yeah, but that's not that's not an evil thing. It's not a bad thing. It's part of the good stuff. It's just that it's not pleasant. So we 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 who tend to be more drawn to uh, well, the feeling. pleasant things. Yeah, but but you're saying sometimes we need to feel a certain way. We need to. There's an emotional, if if we're having a, a a relationship issue, and and we're we're fighting with our our partner, um, there's there's something to be gotten out of that. Absolutely. And and yet, in the moment, it doesn't really look like that. It looks like destruction. But what is coming out of that? If you're if you're not destroying the relationship what what are you getting out of out of that kind of a challenge the the distraction is part of the creation and the, the other thing we need to think of too is that that yeah the, the, the you can't separate like the, the dark and the light so the, the creation is part of this part of the destruction the destruction is part of the creation they're all part of one thing but i think the key is res resolving it by action is resolving it by actions that are co coordinated with nature. That's the key. When we when we coordinate our, our actions with nature, that's when we're able to neutralize the presence of the bad part of the dark stuff. So the only bad the only bad stuff about the only bad elements about the dark part of life is the unresolved parts. Like you point out, you, there's lessons and there's resolution to be gotten to be gotten here. That that's how you make that's how you make good on it. You 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 talk about in, in the book, The Way of Miracles, how it is really all up to us. And when we are in, a, in relationships, we're talking about relationships just as an example. It could be, you know, money, it could be health, it could be any number of things. But, but part of what 
is happening is that we're trying to either um, uh, balance the karma, release something that needs releasing. And, and you say it may take several attempts because we're in the way. It's not the other person that's the problem. The problem is our own thinking is in the way, right? That's exactly right. Uh, our, our thinking tends to be more distorted, not not in not in not in alignment with the way of nature, not in alignment with the way of things, with the Tao, Tao of Chi, uh, not not in alignment with nature, like you said. It, it, our, our thinking tends to be more more aligned with its with the ego. And how how, do, how can we benefit? How can we feel good? Like you, we we want to rush into the feel good part right away. We just want to right. sell. We just feel good. I just want to. Give me a drink quick. I want this stuff to go away. I don't want to feel it anymore. I think that there's a lot of that that we need to need to tune into. And this this actually goes back to what we were talking about about detachments or being attached to things. And and I think when I look at attachments, I think of them as something that I know that's comfortable. Okay, well, I know about this. I, I can be attached to this or that thing because I know that I've I've always known about that. And and so it's like whatever is familiar can really end up being an attachment that doesn't allow you the growth that you're looking for because you can't you're not detached from it, you know, emotionally or mentally. Exactly right. I think that. Attachment is more aligned, more aligned with the pleasure. It's more aligned with it's. It's more aligned with the the escape. Attachment. Say a little bit more about that. Explain that a little bit, please. Attachment, like if I'm if I'm going through a stressful situation with my with my my spouse or something like that, um, and I think to myself, I just want to, I just want to, I want to just end this this negative feeling, this this this. Like you said a few minutes ago, there's a lot of lot of learning being done here. It's painful learning. I want to put the pain down. I want to. I just want to feel good. I want to be. I'm attached to the idea of feeling good. I'm attached to. I'm attached to the idea of being attached to my, to my spouse. When, when it's a feel good situation, that's why I was drawn to it to begin with. So I want to. I want to reject the, the circumstantial pain and learning and learning that I have to go through. And it's a lot easier just to just to cave in, so end put an end to it. Let, let, let's let's just let's just so sit sit down by the water and relax. Sit down by the beach and relax. And let's just spend some quality, good, fun time together. Right. We're attached to feeling good. We're attached to good times. We're attached to the idea of not feeling pain, suffering, even if it's even if it's part of the learning and part of the part of the great transformation process. Right. Transformation takes it takes hurt and suffering. It takes those are the lessons we never forget. So I mean, we're here to grow. We're here to we're here to transform. That's what we're here for. We're here to transform. No doubt about it. We are here to transform. You can't transform without 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 getting without getting your getting the intention of process. Process has to get our attention. You gotta never never forget it. And we're we're designed to we're we're, we're designed to get it the first time. That's the other thing. We're designed to get it the the first time. Not designed to go through it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And doubt and doubt in Chinese medicine. They believe that when you channel your, when you channel your change to your kidneys, that it, you only have to go through it once. Your, your kidneys are one inch to the right, one inch to the left of your belly button, one inch to the right and left. Those are the pressure points of your kidney. When you take your your lessons, your, your learning, your pain, your stuff, your, your difficult stuff, you channel it just through intention. You channel through your kidneys. It, it happens right away. It, it, you don't have to go over. You don't have to repeat it over and over and over. You get it the first time. Now, that's interesting. I'd like to take that from the micro within an individual's body to the macro, looking at this situation more philosophically. Mark, I'm curious enough to ask, and I don't think I've brought this up with you before. Do you personally believe in reincarnation? I do. I suspect my more hopeful side there, looking back on my life there, I, I hope reincarnation is the reality of the human soul, that it's a matter of soul ecology, if you will. Because, man, if I get to come back, I hope to do it better than I've done it this time, and maybe better than I've done it in previous lifetimes. But I'm curious to know how that factors into your understanding of human destiny. 
Well, I think I think that um, starters. Einstein taught us that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only transmuted. So energy can't be created nor destroyed, only transmuted. So we've always been everything. Everything that is has always been. Can't be created. Can't be destroyed. It is. It's, it's just it can be transmuted. Transmuted into different forms. But, so that starts the process. The process begins with understanding that we've always been. We've always will be. In my opinion. And I think from there, I think that the important part of the process is to appreciate things we're talking about with regard to lessons and suffering and pain and, and, the, and the, the, the Tai Chi circle and the idea that if I take the time to tune into my life and I not run away from it, to tune into the, the pain and difficulties and to become, become and to develop mastery over it. That's right. That's right. I feel like I can step up the ladder of reincarnation. And I think there's, I believe in the 80, 84 in, incarnations, 84 in, incarnations. I think that when you get up toward the end of the ladder, good things can happen if you do good things while you're here. I think the whole point about doing good things while you're here, working working with nature, not against it, working with the beauty of, of energy and beauty of dharma. Dharma, dharma is dharma's karma when it works out right. When when you when you pay your when you pay your karmic bills, you get your you get your dharmic reward. That is fascinating to me. I hadn't heard it explained that way before. I thought there was something to explore with Mark at that moment. And I'm intrigued by your answer enough that I'm going to look at reincarnation from a, a slightly different perspective for our, your having said that. Here, because I think, you know, here in, in I've, I've said this on this show before, in the Western world, we look at reincarnation aspirationally. When I come back, I'm going to be one of these fantastic TV chefs and I'm going to make millions of dollars. And what, won't that be great? I, I would love to do that. I'm going to open a chain of restaurants. But if you approach reincarnation as an Indian, and I mean somebody who is growing on the Indian subcontinent, you grow up wondering if this is all there is to life. There, I'm curious to know, you know, again, what is it that we need to learn that is so important to our well-being as a soul that we would put ourselves through these very difficult situations in what is known commonly as Earth School, which is regarded as a pretty tough one, as a matter of fact, tough curriculum. When if you're if you are growing up poor in India and you're part of a uh, farming family. And it may be on a given day that your challenge is you have to keep the rats away from your corn and you go out there and, my God, look at the cobras and I have to dodge them, though the cobras are good for keeping the rats away. And you deal with that as a practical problem, perhaps on a daily basis. Wow, that's a lot to sign up for compared to Western society where we have big ambitions. We want fame. We want riches. We want to be attractive to uh, members of the opposite or the same sex. We want to succeed in every way that is visible to our peers. And yet there are parts of the world where the goal is just survival from day to day. I don't blame them for wondering if that's all there is. Is this going to be an eternal struggle? I heard a story one time, Mark, about a truth seeker who approached a, a yogi and he wanted to know how many more lifetimes he was going to have to endure before he was liberated from all of this karma, get off the karmic wheel. And the yogi told him about 10,000 more lifetimes, 10,000 more lifetimes. And the truth seeker responded, that soon? It's a matter <laughs> of perspective, isn't it? It's great, it's great. Great yeah. I think, yeah. I think I think the key is this, that... Nothing, energy, everything's energy. Everything's energy. That's number one. Everything's energy. Nothing is just material. We, we appear. We appear to be matter. That's an illusion. We're, we're energy. We're in fact we're ninety nine point nine 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 percent zero 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 point zero zero one percent matter. That's number one. Number two, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Only transmuted, like you said. So energy can't be created. So so the energy that we are, that's ninety nine point nine 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 percent, is representative of something that's always been around. You can't make it. You can't make it happen. It's just. It is always. It's always transforming. It's changing its, its its form. And then from there, the the form that we are is put through a series of different challenges that are formless challenges. 
all emotion, spirituality, mental stuff. It's all formless. It's all formless. Formless challenges actually have to do have have a lot to do with the ultimate process of being bound to your karma or freed by your dharma, liberated by your dharma. If we if we get it right, and then, by, by the way, there's another point. I think when we when we think about that. I'd love to be a super chef. I'd love, the next time I come around, I'd love to be a super center fielder for the New York Yankees, or whatever. You know, you're thinking you're thinking in terms of something that actually isn't is more, much less likely to happen when you're saying that. I think it's much more likely to happen when you surrender to what is, and you just let go. I think letting go is is more powerful than hanging on. I think I think being the, the empty hand, the empty hand is more powerful than the grip. I think that the empty, the power of the empty hand that says, um, "I'm just going to, ba- I'm just going to basically learn to learn to flow, learn to learn to flow, learn to accept, learn to surrender." I think that's that's you, that's you, that's where karma, that's where that's where karma reaches the highest form of dharma, highest form of reinforcement dharma, the highest winning ticket you can get is attained through peace, attained through no no effort, and not trying, not trying, not, not trying. We're all about trying. I think we got to we. You gotta, you gotta drop some of the trying thing in order to get more out of it. Less the less you try, the more you get. I have heard the word surrender interpreted alternatively, not as defeat, not as a concession to life, but rather giving in to God. And that takes us back to this observational quality of life if we're willing to shift our focus and put in the time and attention to understanding life in such a way as to better able us to accept the greater forces of life and to realize that they're really not against us there when you when you give in to god when you surrender in that way you are taken to a place of acceptance and the peace that comes with it I think most people at a given time in their life will want to have that experience. The trick is making that characteristic of your journey through this life. That isn't as easy as it looks or sounds. That's for sure. One of the things that you say in the book that caught my attention, Mark, was where bad karma comes from. You said it comes from poor decisions. I've had a couple of conversations in the last week or so about poor decision-making, making making bad choices. And those are the kinds of things that can create that bad karma. Um, You know, lashing out at somebody, saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, and, you know, not approaching life with, you know, reverence and joy and love, but anger. I think the important point there is um, no difference between you and I. You and I are part of one. We're unified. We're unified. We're, we're used to thinking of things in, in terms of separation. Separation is an illusion in, in Taoism. Right. Separation is an illusion. So you, you and I aren't different. We're, we're, we look different, but that's an illusion. We're the same. We're, we're, we're one. We're one. And that beautiful concept of appreciating the fact of our oneness helps us to appreciate each other in a deeper way. That that that's leading you toward dharmic possibilities, greater dharmic possibilities. But but karma is competitive. It's 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 it, it, it can it can be painful. It can be it can be a war. It's about fighting. It's about, about not appreciating the oneness of, of everybody. I think that the beautiful part of the the dharma there is the appreciation of. Separation being an illusion. Well, you know, I like the idea that that the control that we can have, our our um, our willingness, our ability to make better choices, to make a choice that is loving and respectful, as opposed to you know, angry and resentful. Like a few minutes ago, like you talked about the idea that there is, there is a there is a there is a there's a way of things. There is a way of things. That that is the Tao. The Tao is the way of things. When your decisions are aligned with the Tao, you're you're golden. Your decisions antagonize the Tao, work against it, you're in big trouble. 
And the Tao manages to work around people who resist it. It does. Or, or any force of nature, although I, I think uh, if we look at it more holistically, the Tao works with everything. And it works yes. silently. It doesn't make a lot of noise. That's why the title of my new book is Absolute Flow. Absolute Flow is the, is the title of the new book. Absolute Flow. Absolute Flow is all about what happens when you when you when you align with the Tao. You're in you're in absolute flow. That's 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 Dharma on the way. Dharma's on the way. Do you see things changing as far as where people are at with these kinds of philosophies now? People, I mean, like my work is deluged with people that come in, they cry their eyes out, and they need to talk spiritually like never before, like never. Mm. Before. In wow. Forty years, forty years of doing this, and it's never been like this. Never been like this ever. Not, not even close. Not even, not even close. I mean, there, there's such an incredible, powerful need to to expand, to grow. You know, energy is energy is always expanding anyway. Energy is always in the state of expansion. The, the, I just read the other day with the um, the string, the, the, the string theorists, the string theorists, and, and mm-hmm. science have actually assessed. The number of universes there are right now is the number one followed by 500 zeros. How many universes? <laughs> and that's only an estimate. That's only an estimate. <laughs> yeah, nobody's, every, every, nobody's every, out there counting them. Everything's always expanding. Space is expanding. Right. And I think the right. key is we're, we're part of that expansion process. So we're, we're expected to expand and, act, and to act like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know... Once you look at the evening news, it just seems like we're going to hell in a handbasket. But, you know, when people are are thoughtful and thinking about their own spirituality, their own purpose, their own lives, and are are looking in the direction of the kinds of thing that you're providing uh, with the with the way of miracles and the book you're working on now about flow, I would think that would be a, a need that people are really, you know, wanting to embrace and change their lives fundamentally. Ever seen so, so much, so much magnetism around, so much attraction to it. People are just absolutely eating it up. Excellent. Is it going in the right direction? It is. Yeah. It is. I think. There, I think yeah. there are two directions. I think that. I think that the dark side is is getting more active, and the light side is getting more active at the same time. So there's. There's a peak of, peaking of dark and light simultaneously. Very Taoist. Excellent. Mark Bincola, thank you so much, sir, for joining us today. And good luck on all of your projects. You're doing life well. And thank you, Manson Mission. Your show is great. I love it. Thank you. All right. And this afternoon on Trip Talk at 1 o'clock Pacific, who do we have on, Gary? It's Boop the Musical coming to Chicago in November, November and December. But in the meantime, Robin Alexis is up next with Mystic Radio. Enjoy that, everyone, and have a great weekend.